The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, bronxpinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world. George's Box. Welcome to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan, I guess. I mean, it's not like a bad day to be a Yankee fan. No, we still have a better roster than all the other teams, so it could be worse. DJ LeMahieu went to bed early last night and would not play video games with the rest of the guys, like Talkman and I think like Canely. Like they were playing. Talk, they were like, I forget who it was. Two guys were on, and they're like, oh, shit, Sockman's on. And they were streaming on Twitch. So they were like, they hit him up, and they're like, oh, he's coming over. He was playing with DJ. And they're like, you got to get the machine. Like, the younger guys are just like, you got to get the machine. And then uh, Talkman joined, and they're and he's like, nah, he went to sleep. They're like, what do you mean? It's 1055. And he was like, yeah, like, he's going. They opened the, the field from 9 to 2. So, like, he's got to get in there and hit. He's got to be there at 8.55. Yeah, that was such a classic, you know, group of guys just BSing on video games. And one of the best things, the only good thing really from this kind of shutdown is, you know, all this content. We can watch them stream. We can watch them play video games, learn about their personalities a little bit, which is something that baseball had really struggled with, you know, compared to other leagues. So it's been cool to see. Something like that I could see watching. I'm really not interested at all in the like MLB the show league that they're doing. Oh no, I would never I, I would never watch it, but like it's cool to see their personalities come out a little bit. I feel like on the MLB the show thing, because it's like, you know, run by the league or whatever, it's probably a little more like kooky than if it's just those guys and they're like, What's he doing? Come on, he's gone right. and they're just like, you know he's at the field. 
it's not censored. But yeah, like growing up, you know, whenever you're BS and hanging around with your friends, I always, the most boring thing ever, I think is watching other people play video games. Like if I was ever in a basement with like four other dudes, that would be the last activity. You know what I mean? That I want, like, let's do anything else. I'd rather watch sports center than, than watch other people play games. Or if it was a thing where it's like, you know, people are hanging out, you got a bunch of people and people play like Mario Kart. Like, you're not like, oh, I, I love watching you guys play. You're like, yo, I'm, I'm in next. You know, you're cycling. Just watching it is is tough. And especially like watching baseball players play a baseball video game. For some reason, I don't care. But yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, you guys are out shooting. I might check that out. Right. That'd be that'd be a little bit more interesting. I know Clint's on. I mean, they all play Call of Duty. I think everybody just kind of plays that game. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's playing Call of Duty now. Um, I haven't ventured into it. I still Fortnite, like, when I play anything. You know what surprises me is we haven't heard of any slip-ups. Like, these guys are, like, I know Blake Snell's on there all night. Like, a lot of these guys are streaming all night. Like, nobody's cursed or said something stupid or gotten in trouble yet. I'm kind of surprised at that. No, the only thing that happens is, like, every two weeks someone bangs a trash can. Right, right. Like, someone will do some joke. There'll be some Zoom and, like, Bregman will join and someone's like, ah, like every time yeah that is good i'm waiting for somebody to slip up big time now it's it's gonna happen at some point i mean nascar had that thing what was that oh so they have like their um so all the nascar drivers have like the seat and everything like in their house and they can like play online okay so they have these things and these guys are playing each other and one guy thought they weren't streaming and dropped an N-bomb. Like, <laughs> Classic like, NASCAR. Yeah, like so on brand. That is really. I thought he was going to get a raise. But he was, um, no, he was gone like the next morning. Like he was just like, yo, you here? Yo, like Scotty, can you hear me? Y- Scotty, you there? You little. And, like something like that. Yeah. And then the other dude was like, yo, I was just messing around. Like we are live on the internet. Like, <laughs> like we are. This is not good for you. So they basically have like when you go to the arcades and play a racing game like that. That's sick. I think like they're still doing the. It's not the same. It doesn't count towards like their season, but there are like e races. Oh, that's my go-to at any kind of arcade or entertainment center. If there's a bunch of games, I always go to the racing ones or like the motorcycles. Cruising world. Oh, okay. I'm a big cruise. The one world with the guy. the one with the snowmobiles. I forget what it's called, but there's one with snowmobiles. My Arctic Blast, Arctic Thunder, something like that. Yeah, that's I got. Good one. I got no problem with playing some uh, some driving games. Like that's a good time. If you ever end up in like a place like a Dave and Buster's where you're like, I'm not really dying to be here playing Papa Shot. You could do that, and that's fun. Yeah, you're right near Barcade. I am. Right. I am. Have yeah. you been? Have you been? Yeah, I went when we first moved here, and it felt like everything was just like like they had the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game, yeah. which is cool. Uh, but besides that, it felt like they just had like the knockoff everything. Like everything else was like store brand. It was they didn't have Cruise and World. Yeah, it's a lot of generic. It's yeah. a lot of generics, and it's such a '90s theme. Like every game, like you just said with the yeah. turtles. You know, 90s. Um, but I like that place because, you know, David Buster's, you have to pay a million dollars to get one of those cards where at Barcade, everything's a quarter. It's like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. And they have like a lot of beers, you know. So if you want to be like, oh, I'm classy, I'm drinking, you know, a high 
percentage beer during the day, but you still drink like five of them. You're just wrecked as Michelangelo. Yeah. It's a cool spot though. I've been there. Me and Jamie have gone a couple of times. I didn't love it. I, I went the one time. Uh, but like there's enough bars over here for if I do go out here, like I could still try like a new bar every time I go out. You ever go to Costa's? No, I have no idea what that is. So they have the $3 or they have the $6 citywide. So you get a shot of fireball and whatever beer they have for six bucks. Where is that? It's right across from, uh, is it, what's it called? Johnny Brenda's oh, it's like right okay. across from garage, I think. Oh, okay. In that area. Yeah. Like oh. the fish town bar area. Oh, okay. No, I've never yeah. been there. Well, Hey, that's ta- That's inside Philly. That's a yeah. new segment we're doing called what streets that on. Come here for a vacation. Yeah, come check the out Fish Town Bars. They were building a hotel in that like big lot next to the beer garden. Yeah, yeah. They were building a hotel that was gonna have a rooftop pool, and so I was just pumped to like I have enough friends that come to town on like bullshit business, <laughs> and then like stay the weekend. The company pays for it. It'd be like, yo, just stay there and have your company pay for it. Now we got a pool, but right. Uh, so we don't have any like real big news this week. Quiet, quietest week, quietest week that we've had. I think, and every week it's been Tuesday morning. We've gotten something, you know, kind of right before. Whether it's the realignment plan or Hank Steinbrenner passing, we've gotten something. This is the first week I can think of that there hasn't really been anything. Uh, it's funny you just lumped in like releasing news with like, and Hank, like Hank went out on time for us. Um, yeah, it's so. I don't know. Maybe I just think everything kind of the opposite. Like now that they're quiet, I'm like, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they're close to like really formulating a plan now that they've gotten some feedback. Um, but then – so I said it on the like live stream we did on Monday that I think we know by like May 7th because all these states are opening up and if they see like an increase again – then I'll be like, well, now we got to rein everyone back in, and it makes it look more dangerous. At the same time, there's um, they did like a bunch of tests in L.A. and remember we talked about how uh, MLB was getting the players to do like the antibody test. Yes, they're saying it could be like 28 times more people have gotten it than have been te- like than have had it come up in the test. Oh. Yikes. But they don't have that many people showing symptoms. So that would mean that like the death rate goes from like 1%, 2% to like 0.0%, like 0.02% or whatever. Okay. So like that's another extreme where it's like I wish we just knew kind of what was going to happen. And I think the the real test is going to be like the first week of May. And it's scary though because it feels like these southern states might be screwing us over. What is it? Georgia – and the Carolinas, yeah. it's all them that are that are opening up. So if they open up prematurely and blow their load, right, and then we're sitting here screwed up here in the Northeast, I mean, that could be a little dangerous for us. I think a lot of data points towards that's going to happen. But at the same time, you know, there are people who just believe and they believe the Lord is going to bless us. Dude, these protesters, I can't even. And uh, did you see the one where the guy is like, this is what I get my ho- this is what I start buying my Halloween stuff. What am I not supposed <laughs> to buy my Halloween stuff? If you celebrate Halloween for more no, than so two days, you're a weirdo. It's a com- it was a comedian. There was this Fox <laughs> News clip, and there was a guy, and there's a, this is a real guy who they interviewed who goes like, 
what if so everything's closed? We can't get fertilizer. We can't get seeds. What are we supposed to do? And then it goes to a lady, and this is a real lady who's like, she's holding a little sign in her car while they're like, you know, you know, protesting, driving by. And she's just like, it's time to open up our state. We need to be able to go and go to the hairdresser and points to the top of her head. And it's just oh like, God. she looks like a skunk. Ugh. Like, it's just, it's white. And then this comedian edited himself so it looks like very legit and it just goes this is time this is when i start getting my halloween stuff what am i not supposed to get my halloween stuff it was six months out so many people thought it was real because the other shit was so dumb so i don't know i mean we're gonna see if there's something like we were talking to scott andrew last night and andrew said that you know, he could see like a 50 game season or just like a tournament like that. We get something, but it's not a baseball season and you don't care what it is. It's the World Series to you. If we are the last team standing, it's it's a championship to me, whether it's whether it's a one game playoff or 162 games or a 30 game tournament. If we are the last team standing, you know, that's the goal. It's the Steinbrenner doctrine, baby. Be the last team standing. So if we are, that's 28 in my book. Let's say it's like, I don't know, um, August. And they're like, yo, we could either do like a 34-game season or like some shit like that. Or we just do a big tournament based off last year's standings. Seed everyone, universal DH, and just play a tournament where it's like best of three, best of five, best of seven, like how it narrows down. And they're like, that's how we're going to – like that could be cool. I think I'd rather have a 34 – have the 34 games and then regular playoffs. So the the two out of three WBC style tournament would be a little much for me. 34 game season. Can you imagine the intensity too? start off? Oh, and two and it's panic mode. Yeah. Panic mode. Yeah. But you know, whoever, whoever is the last team standing, they will raise a banner no matter how many games there are. But like, do they call it the world series? Do they give the commissioner's trophy? Absolutely. Manfred will. What else would they call it? What else would they give them? You're going to invent a new trophy or a new yeah. term? Yeah. The 2020 Major League Baseball tournament and come up with some slapstick yeah. trophy? I don't see that. I think they'll do that. They'll do the Sell it to trophy. a sponsor too. The State Farm Major League Baseball Championship. Uh, it just sounds it just sounds terrible. And they've I'm, got – But you know if we win it, they are – you, all we're going to hear is 28, 28. The Yankees will sell T-shirts that say 28. Like they will definitely count it as a 28 championship. You know they will for marketing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but it'd be like kind of corny. Yeah, like I told you a couple of weeks ago, I'm so used to people devaluing and criticizing our championships, whether it be payroll, steroids, talking about how they were way back in the past. Everybody's going to shit on our championships anyway, so that's why it kind of doesn't doesn't affect me every time we win it's it's something see i very much like worry about what other people think and say so it bothers as a me. yankee fan how can you everybody hates us everybody's biased against us but the like writers. i have a hard time not explaining to people that are wrong why they're wrong and how dumb they are like, yeah i'll get uh, into it yeah 
that's true. But I just, I just think being a Yankee fan, you kind of learn to tune, tune it out a little bit because there are so many, I mean, I hate to use the term hater, but there are so many Yankee haters out there that whether it be criticizing Jeter's defense or acting like we're the only team that's ever done steroids when, you know, all 30 teams have had guys that have gotten popped for it. Everything's kind of, I feel like we always get pinned with everything. Yeah. I don't know. Um, would you watch those games? You're saying it wouldn't count. How invested would you be in? Yeah, a no, I'd watch it. I want to win. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, like is that a World Series? Because at the same time, let's say, great, we're in the playoffs, and then like, and it's the same playoffs, and we just lose in the first round. Like something happens. We just the bats go cold. Someone gets hot. You know that someone's like may heat up right yeah. there. And we're on the other end, you know, did, you know, the Dodgers just win a World Series? I will accept the stakes. Whoever wins it, they win it. If, you know, if some 500 team sneaks in, I mean, in 2006, the Cardinals, I think, won 83 games and they won the World Series. I mean, we've seen that some wild card teams or some teams that just weren't that weren't that good that have won it. And in a 34 game season, that's even more likely. But I'll I'll take my chances with this roster. I think it's. If they do something, we're all going to have to agree. All like everyone's got to get together and we have to decide w- how we're going to treat it before it starts. Like you when they reopen Yankee, spring training. Yankees Twitter to agree on anything. This is a this is I'm going to head it up. I'm going to head it up. That's what I'm going to do. Once they announce it, I'm just going to head it up as like an independent like let's let's hear both sides. There are only two things that all Yankee fans, I think, agree on. And one was that every Yankee fan loves Derek Jeter. And two, every Yankee fan wanted us to sign G- Garrett Cole. Everything else, <laughs> everybody disagrees on. We're going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to unite this country. And you're going to have to you know, get the, the 65-year-old white guy living on Long Island with the 20-year-old kid living in Manhattan with the college kids and everybody. You're, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's, but it's what we need. We need leadership right now. And not even leadership. It's not me being a leader or appointing myself anything. It's just like we need to get to the bottom of this. I'm just, you know, mediating this one issue. So let's say they do do the 40-game the season and, and the playoffs. And first first press conference, Aaron Boone's sitting up there in the sleeveless, sleeveless hoodie looking dapper as hell. And he says, we're treating this like any other season. We're here to be champions and gives a spiel basically saying they're all in and they're on board with the format and will consider themselves champions. Would that allow would, you to buy in? So he would never give up that information. He would like, why would he come out and say all that stuff? He'll just be like, yep, you know, we're ready. Yeah, we're ready to compete for a championship. Well, Aaron, are you considering this a World Series? You know, if you guys were to win it, well, hey, listen, it's day one. So, you know, we need to get, you know, our guys re-ramped up again. We had some injuries we were coming off of. Uh, make sure everyone's healthy and we just need to get out there and focus on getting everyone to opening day fresh. See, I disagree. I think he'll say, hell yeah. No. It'll, only time will tell. Him and Harkey were on were on R2C2 and, and Mike Harkey was like, if it's a 15-game schedule and we have to go 12-3 and three to get in, then that's that's what we're going to do and we'll treat, it like, we'll treat it like anything else. Yeah, because that's because Mike Harkey is just like – he doesn't give a fuck about anything. And he's on R2C2, and him and CC are boys. Like he feels young again while he's around CC because they looked the same. He does. He like does. that's like that's what it is. CC made him like one of the boys. That's where he blends the line, 
Uh, and like maybe that's why he's you know I, like I don't know that he aspires to be a manager. The manager does not sit there in front of the press, as cool as it would be, and say this is a World Series. Like I don't care what everyone says, this is a World Series. We're here to win it. He doesn't do that. Well, at the end of the day, he'll say whatever Cashman tells him to say. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, it depends how Cashman moves his hand. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. Classic, but no, I'd love to have that problem. If we're arguing about this in in three months, that's a great problem to have because it means baseball's back at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I think so much stuff says that it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I saw, was it the World Health Organization uh, told UEFA, which is one of the soccer things, mm-hmm. don't expect to have anything until 2021. I did see that, and I saw somebody hit our group and said, uh, I think the UConn president yeah. said no fall sports. Yeah, he's anticipating no fall sports. Now, that could be like for UConn, he can say like we aren't going to have a football team this year. We'll be back in 2022 or what? You know, the next year we'll be back. In 2021, we'll be back. But – we're just not going to put together a team this year just because like our proximity to New York City or whatever it is, we don't feel like it would be a smart move at that point where you know Nebraska can be like, fucking, we live 40 miles from each other. We only get together to play football. Yeah, individual decision for each university. It's kind of like how Duke officially said they wouldn't be in the tournament two days before it, it officially got canceled. There were a couple of teams that said we're out. Yeah. Regardless. So I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I remember that's that was the the day right before we left that everything was, was going down. I remember the Duke news. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I remember they started the Big East tournament. They played one half of a game. I was gonna say, yeah, they <laughs> They started like four minutes before everyone else was supposed to start and just no one else started. It was like one of those races when you're a kid where you're like, All right, we'll go on the count of three and you count to three and then you don't go and you're just like, Ah, I tricked you. And that guy like ran, but then you're like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And now they tire themselves out. That's and true. that was the day they stopped the uh, they stopped the NBA games mid some of the games in the second quarter, third quarter, yeah. whatever time zone you were on. I just see you guys. Yeah. Uh, so you tweeted the other day mm-hmm. that you ordered online a batting tee and baseballs. I had four baseballs here, but I ordered the tee. Yeah. And you have a bat. I have a bat just from playing softball around the okay. you know, around the city, yeah. So you are 27? 27, yeah. I'll be 28 in August. Me and uh, Gary are about the, exactly the same age. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. That's how, I remember, that's how I remember how old you know, our players are in relation to me because – Fuck <laughs> Fuck yeah, you are. You're basically the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so five hundred feet. Well, you're about to be able to. So, because <laughs> your plan, because you're not like you're not doing enough. You're an outdoor cat, and you've been yes. stuck in the house. And the way that you feel, a good way for you to get out of the house is to order a tea, take your four baseballs, take your bat, and just go do some tea work in the park down the street. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's absolutely correct. (laughs) 
Well, there's two there's two backstops and there's two cages. It's a nice It's across it's a nice from Whole Foods, so, right? Yeah, it's a great baseball. I mean, especially for living in the city, you're not gonna find anything better. I mean, here I guess because like all the restaurants, you're by a lot of nice restaurants, but like they're all closed. So there's not a lot of people. It's just the idea of carrying a tee, just being a grown man carrying a tee and like four baseballs and a bat in the middle of a pandemic when there's definitely no Little League and you don't have a child with you. Like what's that guy doing? It is funny. You know what else is funny? There are like a bunch of other guys there that I've seen doing it. A a bunch of the guys. Oh, you've been doing this. You've already gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. One guy had a bucket. He had 20 of those, the rubber yellow softballs. Okay. So he he seemed like a serious, like one of those guys that plays softball three nights a week and, and he was doing it. And then I saw another guy. Um, but yeah, man, it's something, something to do. Work on my swing a little bit for whenever softball does come back here. So three guys all have their own tees. Yeah. And in, in the city at least confirmed and there could be more. Yeah. At what time of day is this that you're going? So I would usually go three thirty, four o'clock. Okay. Kind of, kind of towards the end of the day and before, before Jamie gets home and they, yeah, a bunch of spots for it. So if there are two or three other guys there, I can go to a different backstop or one of the different, different cages. But I mean, yeah, the fields are, fields are wide open. If there's no games in set, no Legion games or whatever in session, it's free. It's free to the public. So got, got to take advantage. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the options are, the options are really, I can only, and we've talked about this. I can only watch so much TV. Oh, I mean, even I'm getting out. I take my baby for walks. I walk around the triangle that is Fishtown. It's like a little over two miles, I think. Like almost every day. I take my dog for a long walk. I come back. I get the baby. And then we, we're off. So how, I hit, how long is that triangle? I, it's like a little over two miles, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's a solid walk. I hit my 10,000 steps by like 930 this morning. Ah, okay. So yeah, I mean, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm jealous that. of people that live in the suburbs or like the countryside, and they can just walk out and have all the space. Like I've always been a diehard city person, but this is just a bad time to be living in the city. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Just going for wa- like a walk is pretty much all you got, and it's like sad too because you go and you see, um, like, just all the the restaurants and bars closed, or like, yeah, it's depressing. People wearing masks, walking bars, around. It's just Bars that are all the way closed, because I went into the city the other day to get uh, – I went to DeBruno Brothers. Okay. To go shopping. Yeah. Um, and it was like dead. There was no – like I think there were four other people in the store because I went early. And um, I went past Drinkers, which was like my favorite bar when I was yeah. young, boarded up. Like all these bars that are boarded up because if you're not doing any kind of takeout – you board up, so when they not like they're not serving alcohol, so no one th- like they're not selling liquor in the city, or they just opened a couple places, but liquor stores were closed. Someone will throw a brick through that fucking window, yeah, and just be like, "Great, I grabbed bottles of Jameson. Let's go." Right, no, and that's all there, and it's obviously a security hazard. It's kind of a hot take, but I never enjoyed drinkers. It's like the one bar in the city. I I hate the setup. I, I it's feel a like different that, bar. It's a different that, bar now than it was when I was there. It's more like the night. layout or what? So there was no second floor when I used to go. It was, ah. just, it was just the one floor, and it wasn't 
like I've popped in there at night now and it's like a nightclub almost. Like it's very nightclub-y. Uh, it's a constant stream of moving out of the way so people can get by. That's all I do there. Yeah, it used to be a lot less of that. It was like a little bit of space to move around. Uh, it wasn't – I feel like it – I see people like grinding on each other and shit in there. Like yeah. sweaty like 21-year-olds and like making out. That didn't really happen. Like you you met chicks, you talked to chicks, like you went home with them. Like I fucked a chick in the bathroom there once. But like you – The public stuff is, is – Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so now there's a ton. Yeah. No, that place I feel is just like I said, a stream of I'm moving out of the way so that people could get by or I'm asking people to move so that I can get by. Um, yeah, it's like yeah. the one bar in the city. And I went to Delaware and have been going out in Philly for a few years. I'm not opposed to crowded bars, but that place is just to hassle. Here's what our move used to be. So there – so it was like drinkers. There was you know a couple drinkers and then they had Lucy's and Hat Shop, which were uh, – uh, hat shop was above Lucy's, mm-hmm. and they were where the old, where the CVS is in Old City. Oh, you know, you were telling me that. Yeah, so these that's bars, right where I used to live. Yeah, they were a great time. Um, so, but all those places had always had like a three dollar Bud Light draft. Like they just always, they still have like the chalkboard, but a lot of times there's not specials on it. It was like here's a beer that's three dollars. Here's like a liquor that's three dollars. So it'd be like you know Jack Daniels or you know mm-hmm. whatever. So you got a beer, you got a mixed drink like you know liquor, and then a shot. And it'd be like Jaeger or Soco and lime, and we would just go and like do a ton of shots. And they also had Rolling Rock Ponies, like the seven ounce beers. Oh yeah, I've seen those. They were a dollar each, and where they kept them in the cooler, you know, like underneath. Um, they were in eight packs and I like caught wind of that somehow and was just like, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. However many of us there are, we're all going to get an eight pack and we're going to say we're doing a case race, but like, it doesn't really matter because girls just come over and go, why do you have so many beers? And now we're talking to girls like, and it's a very easy excuse to talk. Yeah. So we'd show up and it'd be like, you know, five of us. They'd be like, yo, yeah, can we get uh, 40 Rolling Rocks? You know, and they'd be like, what? would be like, yeah, everyone just wants like an eight pack. Sometimes it'd be like 10 of us. And so now you're like, can I get 80? And they're like, oh, well, here, we'll just bring out like half now. We're like, no, 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 we need all of them. Like, it's part of the show. We need them on the table <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah, we need to show this off. We need to show off our riches. It worked. It worked. You got a lot of attention that way. One of the best parts about Philly is you could find a beer for under $5 pretty much anywhere. One of the best things about living in New York when you're like in your, you know, like I was like 27 when I went back to New York, um, is that you make enough money that you can still go out in New York. But then when you move back, like now that I've moved back, everything's basically free. Yeah, it seems free. I get a beer for less than $8 and I'm just like, are you sure? You know, like I'm used to $10 Bud Lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bottle. I have a buddy that would visit who lives in Manhattan and comes to visit me every couple of weeks. And we went somewhere and I, oh, we were at McGillan's and we drank pretty much all all afternoon on a Saturday. And at the end, we owed them $20 each. And it's, he was just like, how? How is this? Are they paying us to drink? Yeah. When we first moved back here, we ordered, we ordered Chinese food. 
and it was like 26 bucks and it was like this is 60 dollars in new york uh okay yeah the food's like, the same way like every just everything costs a little more i mean getting from like for me to go from where i live now to like your house in an uber would be like i don't know six bucks something mm-hmm. like that that same amount of time like in an uber to get anywhere in new york like in an uber it's just like boom here's 40 bucks it's a permanent surge basically yeah. It's just always leave, surging. Leave a hundred dollar bill at the corner when you leave the house, right? <laughs> um, and it works that way in baseball too, because you know I don't go to many Phillies games, but the one or two a year that I do go to, whether it be with my parents or somebody offers me free tickets or something, and I'm like, oh, the Bud Lights are only ten bucks instead of fourteen fifty. This is a steal. Yeah. Oh yeah, you get a a, a ticket for cheaper. Um, I don't know what the like current situation is with like the bars down there like they have xfinity so xfinity mm-hmm. always runs like deals or i went to like a six before game. and after yeah i oh i went to a flyers game and then after it was like two dollar cores lights for like three hours and they have the clock they have a countdown yeah. clock and you just pound as many as you can yeah xfinity xfinity is a bit overwhelming for me i walk in there and i feel like i'm at a mall and there's just all these there's well, so the, many different bars i'm like which bar do i even go to it's a mall and it it really is a mall because it's got everything. Like it's got the like P, uh, PBR, like the professional bull riding place where it's got the yep. like motorized bull that like chicks just ride on. I went there before a Beyonce concert. That oh, was man. an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I went there before a Beyonce concert at the Link, and I had field seats. It was oh, quite cool. the experience. You have that and all the you know, the trashier people are in there. And then yeah. you have like the fancy social club, 1100 yeah. Social, where there, all the rich people are. And it's are. just like wine. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, there's like a wine bar in there. There's a, Gino, there's a Gino's. Yeah. Then there's like just, oh, here now just out in the open, there's just people selling beers. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mix of everything. It's got anything you could want. It takes me 15 minutes while I walk in there to be a which bar do I walk up to? And then they have that 80, 80 inch or 80 foot TV, that monster movie yeah. theater screen that, that they're showing stuff on. And like, th- that's why I can't be the first one there. It's too, cause it's, it, it's, it's so big that it's hard to fill that place up. It always feels empty. Well, I don't know. Like for the Yankees, Phillies, like it was like that. That's the last time I really went there to hang out. Like before I went there before Billy Joel, it was pretty packed. Um, when it's nice out and they've got the outside too, they have like concerts. It's just a different world down here. No, it, it really is, man. That, that Philly series here was awesome. Ha- that, that was felt like Christmas having the Yankees playing 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Just to me. get three extra ones in. It's nice. Just three days. Yeah. I didn't care. And I didn't care. I remember thinking, I don't care if it's a weekend series, weekday series, holiday, I'm going all three. It was basically a week off from work. Yeah. Yeah, because so, you just yeah. like you go into it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You have your weekend, and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm not even going to try that hard at work tomorrow." Because the Yankees are, I'm going to the Yankees yeah. tomorrow night. Like that's all yeah. you're thinking, and yeah. it's like, all right, they're playing at seven. Like, do I let this be the day when I'm like super excited? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave work early today. Do I save that until tomorrow? Because you think about who you're going with on the different days. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's three night games. So it's like, all right, yeah. well. These guys are going at like three. So like, do I go then? Or these guys are going at like four tomorrow. How do I play it? I scheduled that brilliantly. I, uh, that was, oh, my week off in between jobs. Oh my God. You, so you kind of got, wow, that is a perfect, 
That's a perfect break. And if you remember, that was so we played the Phillies. It was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They were off Thursday. And then we hosted the Red Sox at home that weekend. And I actually went, I went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I also went Friday and Saturday in New York. Uh, there were actually one of the games was a, was a BP event. I think the, um, the Friday. So yeah, that was a great, that was a great week, but yeah, we did it. The Monday night game, it was, um, me and my parents and Jamie and then Tuesday and Wednesday was just me and my dad. So me and my dad hit all three and then Jamie and my mom went to the, went to the first one. And if you remember that last game, Boone totally punted that game Yeah, and judge sat Sanchez sat and they pitched Sessa. I'm like, ah, a buzzkill. There was a little bit of like, ah, oh, well, I can get out of here a little early. Yeah, they did that a lot in 2018. Whenever they'd win the first two games of a series, they would kind of mail in the third game and be like, screw it. And I think that's something they really approved upon in, in 2019. And Judd's talked about it, finishing finishing series. And you really didn't see them punt as many games last year as you did in 18. I think also in 18, you know, Boone's trying to figure out like who he is as a manager and even just like yeah. what he's doing. And you've got a lot of guys that just played late into the offseason, even if they're young, you know, they did play deep into the offseason the year before. For the so. first time for most yeah. of them. Yeah, so most games, you know, most of those guys have ever played. Did you want to keep – I know you don't really care who the manager is, but how did you feel about them nudging Girardi out and, and hiring Boone? Who did you want during that process? Kind of take me through that. So before we do that, with currently no NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, sells hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, we're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily fantasy Madden, live daily Madden NFL simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. So Blue Wire, use that promo code. Get on there. Mess around and uh and and play some uh I I would be interested in the stuff about like reality TV shows because you can probably Google who wins. And you can bet on who's going to be picked where in the draft, I think, on Thursday. Oh. Yeah. That'd be cool. So that's something to, you know, if, if you're kind of a borderline football fan who is maybe going to watch the draft, maybe not, that could bring you more interest there. Plus, like, just, I don't know. I was I was doing some sports betting before this started, and I miss it. You know, I was watching NBA games I'd never watch. The over-unders, like, I don't know anything about basketball, but I, I like doing the over-under just because it's way more exciting. Yeah, I do over-unders or I pick stuff off of, like, I just surf Reddit. I read, like, sports betting Reddit and just mm-hmm. go through and I'm like, oh, what do you got, you know? So go to betonline.ag, use Blue Wire. Um, so Girardi. Yeah. I was fine with it. Um, so I broke that news. Yes, yes. Um, and I was totally fine with it because I felt like Girardi had been there for a long time, and I still think he can be a good manager. But it's tough to have like multiple teams as the manager. And so like he came in in 2009 to like manage a team. And then as that team, like all those guys are gone and it's a very young team, like you're 10 years in this role or, you know, whatever, what do you end up being there? Eight years. 
He did. I think he did 10 in total. Yeah. So like you're there for that long. You're kind of set in your ways. Times change. People change. These guys are all coming in very young. Like it's a very young team. I think they need, you know, you need someone who's more, you know, Boone goofs around a little bit more. And like that's what they need. I think Girardi can do a good job as a manager. I think Girardi could have, like, if he stuck around, I think he, you know, he could have done well still. But I think as you think about building that next thing, whether it's Boone's the guy and we win a World Series, you know, this year, if there is one, or next year. It could be Boone sets it up and then they go to the next guy and that next guy wins a World Series. Um, or maybe, you know, you know, Boone gets it done. Who knows? But it wasn't Girardi. Like this team that's going to win is not Girardi's team. Right. And I just think the whole military style, super serious approach. Girardi comes from a military family. He was obsessed with the shaving rule. I just don't think that that's not going to resonate with a 21-year-old Dominican kid like Labor Torres. No. Um, no, you need like a like a player's manager. Right. Um and I and I think Boone would be way better. And I apologize, Glaber's from from Venezuela. I screwed that up, but same Racist. same concept. <laughs> same um, concept. No, yeah, it's it's a matter of just like what's gonna fit these personalities better. It's why like Buck Showalter got to the playoffs in ninety five and then he had to go because like Andy Pettit said in nineteen ninety five, Buck Showalter didn't talk to me. He doesn't talk to rookies. And it's like, that's not going to play when you've got Andy Pettit, Bernie Williams, you know, is still, you know, on the younger side, Jeter coming up. Yeah, no, that's, and that's exactly right. And I remember, you know, Derek even hinted at it a little bit that Buck was kind of a dick to him going into that, in that playoff series. He's like, you can watch on the bench, but I don't want you starting any trouble or being a distraction. And Derek was like, distraction. I haven't said a word since I've gotten here. Yeah. Um, and he, fun fact, that game five against Seattle, he let Buck left David Cohn in to throw. I believe it was 149 pitches while Mari- while a young Mariano sat helpless in the bullpen and and wasn't used. And and I'm surprised. Still don't know how Cohn's arm didn't fall off. Can you imagine somebody today 100. throwing 150? It's crazy. Whenever I hear numbers <laughs> like that, like I think back to obviously it's very different. But when I played in like high school, like. I went out there and threw us like a kid, like throwing 100 pitches was nothing. Throwing 120, no problem. Like once a week. Yeah. Uh, when you're playing on teams where it's like three guys are good, it's basically a three on three league and everyone's got like 10 other guys. Yeah. Everyone's got two or three guys that can pitch and they're the only guy. Yeah. When you you're playing in senior league. Yeah. That, you know. Um, but yeah, throwing 149 pitches. Oh. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't need any kind of surgery or didn't didn't get injured from that. That would never. It make him he's at 115 and Buck's not even thinking about taking him out. I almost can't even can't even fathom it. That would never. I think Paxton got up close to 120 in that game 5 that we were both at against Houston. I think he got up to like 115 and that's the most I've seen yeah, all year from I any mean, of our guys. I feel like he um he was just out there gaming it because I remember, th- you know, like, all right, he's going out there like he's being a man about this. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of like, oh, Tanaka went out there because Tanaka can go out there and give us, you know, a great game. But Tanaka can go out there and give us 
four innings of like, you know, four and two thirds of two runs. And you're like, dude, go out there and throw 149 fucking pitches and let's get this done. What you said last night really kind of resonated with me where you were like, if you take those two complete game, one run game that he has and you turn those and those just become regular six, six inning, four run starts, his ERA is terrible. Yeah. Like he's a couple of starts away from being a Ta- sub 500. Yeah. Ta- Naka is he's right like middle of the road. He has some amazing games. He has some stinkers. He has a good amount of like average games. And if he had a cut, if he turned a couple of the stinkers into great games, he'd be a Hall of Famer. He'd be, it'd be like, oh my God, he's amazing. But if a couple of those great games don't even go to be stinkers, just go to be average games. If they go from being a one to a two versus taking a, a three to a one, like he's still, he's a worse pitcher. Yeah, no, that that made sense. So, and you said that you'd prefer to keep Paxton right over Tanaka, if you had to pick one, right? No, so I think Tanaka will stay. I don't think Paxton will. If it's if they're for the same amount of money, but if you got to pick, who would you? If I got to pick, now you, you can give one of them a you know a four year deal for, I don't know. The thing is, million. the thing is, like Paxton will get like a big deal over $20 million, you know, provided like everything's fine and he gets to showcase that he can do, you know, that he can still do what we've seen of him because he did have last season, not good for the first half, good for the second half, great in the playoffs, back surgery. Like the value is is tough to prove, you know, if teams aren't just throwing around money, especially like with the economy and all that stuff. Versus Tanaka made $23 million. He's made $150 million already in America. You know, New York is New York. He's comfortable. Like, would he take – because he's not going to get $23 million. I think he would – I think Tanaka would take 15 to 17 a year. Tanaka gets like three years at $15 million a year. That's great. But Paxton is going to get – Paxton's out to get $100 million, $150 million. Boris will probably leak at some point that like Paxton's looking for $275. You know? See, I think it would be pretty easy for teams to call that bluff and be like, dude, you've never pitched a full season, not once. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean definitely. But also, you know, Tanaka, we're waiting for his arm to fall off. And he – I was talking to the 160 – the boys of 161st Street – uh, podcast and about this. And I was saying with Tanaka, and I said it last night on our stream, we're always like, we totally accept the idea of like, oh, wow, he really went out there and battled when he didn't have it tonight. Like that, and that's like a, a badge of honor. For $23 million, how about you just have it tonight? Have your stuff, right. No, Every it's, night. It's like, obviously better. And that, it's been a lot of with the players that have come from Japan they run into a hiccup, whether it is like, you know, pitching more often or sometimes the ball's different or sometimes just wear and tear. You know, I don't know if like if there are great pitchers at like a Tanaka level of, you know, when he came over here in Japan who are staying there the whole time and we have an idea what their career fully looks like. But like the level of competition is, is different. So and they pitch once a week, like in Japan, you pitch every Monday. Or you yeah. pitch every Tuesday. You don't pitch every five days. So they'll throw 130, 130 pitches or whatever, but then they have six days of rest instead of four in between starts. Oh, I so quickly, I Googled, they think his aneurysm, David Cohn's aneurysm, 
has to do with the uh, throwing all those pitches. Uh, okay. I do remember that 96. So yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, I just, you know, so I, you know, I think Paxton, there's more upside, but there's going to have to be more of a commitment because Paxton's from Canada. I don't know where he lives in the offseason. He played in Seattle. He's played in New York. He's got no allegiance to no allegiance. There's no like I don't know what team he was a fan of growing up. Um, so it's just like who's got money and who gives me a chance to win. Yeah, and whereas with Massa, it's like New York's the only place in America that he's ever lived. He probably doesn't want to live. He the guy doesn't want to live in Cincinnati or Milwaukee or somewhere like that. It would be us or the Dodgers, I would think. And I don't think like other places are going to want to pay him. Like I think we would. It could be just done easy if he's like, yeah, I'll take ten mil, you know, fifteen million dollars, and they're just mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. Or like, you know, you said fifteen to seventeen. I could see it being like thirteen to seventeen. You know, as low as just like here, and like we'll throw in some incentives. Yeah, with you a guy like healthy, Paxton, you get to fifteen. With a guy like Paxton, do you think teams might, if there's say there's no games, do you think a GM might be? We want to see you throw a bullpen, like make these guys work. He'll, out sh- he'll um, I think they may ask for it i feel like a lot of guys because i'm sure there are other guys in this situation or other guys who are um you know coming back from some kind of injury have something to prove you know that will hold workouts where guys who are just become free agents out of this that were already you know like the 24th guy so you know they got something to prove they missed a year um you know what are you gonna I don't think Boris is going to let that happen, though. I don't think Boris is going to be like, this is my main guy for this offseason. I'm going to have him come out here and throw a showcase where anything could go wrong. Right. No, that's true. If free agency is going to be – if there's no baseball and all of a sudden Mookie and – I mean the Dodgers would be almost forced to give him $400 because they already gave up the prospects, right? They don't They don't pay him long term You be, and he doesn't play this year. You gave up you know, two of your top ten prospects and legitimately got zero. Yeah. So they'd almost be forced to to sign him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, or you're just like, you're really eating shit there. Because now what you, you get, you got, you got David Price. That's what you got out of this. Right. Yeah. And real, you know, JT Romano, the Phillies catcher, he'd have a huge market. Think about how many teams need a catcher if he's able to hit the market and there's no baseball. And he had a great year last year. So, yeah, especially a guy who's a catcher, it's like, give him a year to like just mend up. Um, right. And there, I mean, there's three catchers that can hit and he's, he's one of them. So there's going to be a market. Yeah. I think like guys like Mookie and him are going to be fine. I think it's like, yeah, like a Paxson who, you know, has something to prove. Like, I think, uh, like DJ LeMayhew, like he is, he'll, he'll be fine. People will want him. Hopefully we, I think we'll wrap that up quickly. Hopefully they, you know, would just look to wrap it up like now. And I said it last night on our stream. I could see him saying, uh, just being a guy who's like, I committed to play for $12 million. You give me $12 million. I owe you one more year. Yeah, that, that is that is so DJ. Would you rather keep Tanaka and Paxton or let them both walk and sign uh, Trevor Bauer? Ooh. Because then you could be going into next year. But, but, you're only getting, but you're only getting Trevor Bauer for one year. Well, well, no, I'm saying there's no baseball this year, and then you sign him to a five-year, six-year contract. Trevor Bauer is never going to sign a multi-year contract. Uh, I remember that. That's okay. his deal. He's got like – he's a jerk-off. I love him, but like he's a jerk-off, and he's got a bet with his buddies that he grew up with 
that he was like, I'll never sign a long-term deal. So if he ever signs more than a one-year deal, there's like some really shitty penalty. I forget what it is. I'm going to Google it. I do. I think, and not only does he have the bet with his buddies, but I think he's basically kind of said that he's worried about basically outperforming his contract. So yeah, he'll ask, he'll be like, all right, who's his free agency be simple. Who's got the highest one year deal. Submit your numbers. (laughs) That's it, right? Yeah. I mean, but you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Oh, Oh, for sure. But I mean, I could, he has to take a paintball to the dick. Like get shot in the crotch with a paintball gun if he signs a multi-year contract. That's such a Trevor Bauer thing. Uh, Can you only imagine how his friends from home are? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like when do you make this this bet? You could see Cash giving him $25 million for a year, $30 million for one year because it's not a long commitment. They're all about that. Yeah. I mean, it it could, you know, hey, if it it frees you up. But I don't know. He – if things imagine him, bad, Severino, and Cole, you know, second half. Yeah, next I mean year. that sounds great, but like if things, he's the kind of guy like you guys lose two games in a row, and he could turn a locker room. Yeah, I know the locker room stuff, but I almost think you know, kind of like how we talked about it with A Rod, where he can take all he can take all all the attention. Right? He'll he'll say something stupid, everybody will be crowded around him, and after Giancarlo goes zero for five with four strikeouts, you know, he can slip out the back. And a guy like Giancarlo would appreciate that. I remember Tex used to talk about that with A-Rod, how he would just suck up all the attention and, you know, Tex, Cano, and the rest of the guys could kind of slip out without getting harassed. So could be could be a good thing for the other other 24. I mean, listen, I'd love to have Bauer. I wish he would just take, you know, like just, you know what he should do? He should just be like, listen, I'll give you a million dollars to avoid this bet. Yeah, right. Just give your buddy a million dollars. Like a second commission for an agent. Speaking Does he of represent it, himself? No, he's got um, a female agent. I forget her name. She is uh, she's attractive. They he has was it momentum is his yes. like, company. So his on his YouTube, he did a thing in spring training. He has a bunch of videos out during like spring training, or, or really like all the time. And he went to a game with her. Uh, as like a fan, he went to a spring training game because he's now that he's in uh, being in Arizona, all the stadiums are close to each other. And he was like, I realized like I was just complaining about the fan experience and I haven't had the fan experience in, you know, how, you know, 15 years or whatever yeah, okay. it is. So I'm going to go have it. But like he's Trevor Bauer. So people recognize them and he's right. famous there. You can't get a normal, normal fan experience. Yeah. yeah you know, and he was like, you know, here, I, I think it costs. You know, $30 for the two of us to go to the game. And then, you know, blew right through that. I was like, I can't believe how much it costs. <laughs> really? So, I mean, the Indians had him and Kluber and traded them away for very modest returns. I just can't can't imagine having a playoff team and doing that. If you're a fan, how yeah. upset you'd be. I mean, that's how the other half flips. It really is. <laughs> it never happens to us. The only guy that ever walked that we didn't pay was Cano. Yeah. That I can think of. And he was overpaid. Yeah. Yeah. And you knew once he signed for 240 in Seattle that he was never going to finish that that deal there. Dude, I thought he was going to play second base in a folding chair <laughs> after that. Just like, fuck it, it's guaranteed. I'm surprised he, he didn't did. have like a career-ending injury that season. That team was never winning. No, never. Yeah. Um, speaking of a ton of money, A-Rod 
is looking to buy the Mets. Um, apparently, him and J-Lo have hired um, a firm to look into it after the last Mets deal fell apart. Their net worth is apparently $700 million. Jeter owns the Marlins. They went for like two point I, – I forget what they went for. One something – 1.6? Yeah, and I think the right? Mets were about to go for 2.6. Yes, yes. Deal. That's what I read, yeah. So um, Jeter threw in $25 million on <laughs> on that, um, and but owns like a bigger percentage and is than what he threw in for putting mm-hmm. it together, and he's the president. Um, A-Rod would you know, have more money to throw in. They'd be in the NL East against each other. Uh, but A Rod, a Yankee, you know, a Yankee great would now own the Mets. Uh, we would lose J Lo from the Bronx to Queens. What do you think about it? See, I would, I, I would hate it. I'm one of those guys. I love that A Rod is an advisor and he's a part of the organization. I want him talking to the young guys and and being around. And I love the guy. And to him, for him to be associated as a Met moving forward would would really bother me. Half of our fan base, you know, hates Alex for some reason. But I, I've always been in his corner. He's a Yankee. Um, so yeah, I'm a big A-Rod guy. Love him. Uh, thank him for putting poison in his body to win me a championship. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be funny to see. It would be cool to see him and Jeter owning teams in the same division. I mean, that theater would be awesome. They'd never be. Jeter would never go to City Field. A-Rod would be at every game at Marlins Park. Oh, yeah. Well, A-Rod's a diehard Miami guy. Well, yeah. So he's from there. And, like, you know, he'd want to go and, like, think they're going to be buddies. Like, I could see when the Mets come to town, like, Jeter doesn't go to the games. Like, Jeter doesn't care about any of that stuff. And, you know, there's a good chance that A-Rod wins a championship as a Mets owner before Jeter wins one as the Marlins owner. That would be interesting. The other interesting thing would be A-Rod has been a guy that's been a huge advocate for player salaries and wanting players to get paid and, and all this stuff. And to see him go on the other side and see him you know, probably change change his rhetoric on that would be interesting. But if this does go through, I think they would definitely go after the big free agents for sure. A-Rod's all about making a splash, getting attention. He would love – and playing with the media, I think he would love being an owner. I wonder who he would get to run – the team i could see him going totally out to left field like he's been doing a lot of stuff at like stanford and like he's just got in like yeah. different business circles investing day. and he's boys with so many current players too and coaches i could see him going like some weird number strategy you know like when sabermetrics came in and changed the way we evaluate players i could see him having some guy like he met someone who's got some new way to look at it. And he's just like, all right, I'll buy a team. Let's do this. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's friend and you know, he goes to Harvard. Like you said, he goes to Stanford. He's, you know, he's friends with the top tier athletes. He's friends with the top tier investors, professor. The guy just wants to be kind of wants to be friends with all the important people in the world is kind of who, who I mean, Alex he's built is like a bit. He's built a very successful business life outside of this. So I think, you know, at first it was like, oh, he's retiring. Like, you know, some people wanted him to be the manager or like whether we joked about it, whether we were serious, whether we were open to like seeing what it's like. And the other part of his life just like took off away from baseball. And so he's kind of like just skipping levels. Like, you know, you're a player and then sometimes you try to, you know, from being a player, you become a manager. Um, sometimes then, you know, you go 
broadcaster manager, da, 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 da. And then he went from player to like studio guy to now yeah. I'm doing Fox and ESPN. They're letting me do – I'm doing all the biggest games of the week. Like I'm the voice of baseball. And some people may hate what I'm saying in the booth, but I'm here getting paid. I'm on Shark Tank. I'm on a Stanford. Guess what? J-Lo. Like – it's all the glamour jobs. He's never he's never working in the back behind the scenes doing any of that. He is it's he's, camera rolling glamour and, job. And at the same time, like a ton of real estate owns like UFC gyms, like really smart investor. The beer that he just did. Yeah, doing the Presidente has never had a sip of it. Right, um, no way. Just like wanted to reach like a younger demographic, like seem cooler, ignored Big Cat for four years. Behind the scenes, drops a podcast with Barstool Sports out of nowhere, and it's number one in the world. Like, yeah, no, he's been he's done really well. If you would have told me, and I always say this, if you would have told me in 2013, 2014, that in five, five, six years that A Rod would be beloved by most of the community and Jeter would be hated by most of the baseball community, I would have said no way. And and watching their paths kind of diverge post retirement has been has been wild to me. I think Jeter is going to turn the Marlins around. I think, you know, he he's clearing house. He's starting from scratch, like from his own scratch. And, yes, he had two MVPs there they traded away, but, like, with a lot of money that they couldn't afford in the way that they wanted to build, where I, I think it's like you buy a house, you don't keep other people's furniture. You know, you start decorating, you know, on your own. And, you know, I like to believe that he's going to figure it out. Maybe he won't. But – uh I think A-Rod is just going to come in with, like, big swing and dick. And I could see him getting in over his head, though. Like, signing some bad deals. Like, you know, thinking he maybe he's George Steinbrenner instead of trusting he's very his guys. He's very yes. Yeah. Derek's much, much more deliberate. And, yeah, I did think a lot of the criticism towards Derek was a little bit overboard. Like, he fired Jeff Conine. And people are like, how could you fire Jeff Conine? Like, who gives a shit about Jeff Conine? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> people made such a big deal out of that stuff. And Stanton, he was kind of forced to trade, and he had no choice. I definitely thought he got fleeced in the Christian Yelich deal because he was way younger and cheaper and all that stuff. And you know, he was the second MVP there. But yeah, no. In terms of the front office guys and the scouts that he fired, of course you're going to clean house. And he kept Mattingly. Yeah. So he did keep somebody. Yeah. He kept, I mean, I I couldn't agree more. Like that's just I have no problem with like what he's done. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this A-Rod things go and how, you know, the pandemic impacts things. I know obviously it's not, this is built on a disease and business shutting down from it versus like a giant Ponzi scheme in the housing market, uh, that they lost a ton of money in last time. So they're not like cash poor, but does the economy impact the price and make it easier to get this deal done? Whoever the Mets sell to, they'll be in better shape for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, so you, you wrote an article today. I did. About our Bore 99. Are you concerned that we haven't heard anything since the bit. 20th of March? I, I am just because we have gotten those passive updates on James Paxton, on Aaron <clears> Hicks, <throat> on Giancarlo Stanton, and nothing and nothing on Judge. And the reason it's kind of concerning is because the, the original two-week update that we got on the 20th was basically that the CT sh scan barely showed any healing, which wasn't very wasn't very good. So yeah, I'd like to hear hear something, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean it'd be great to hear like, hey, he's totally healthy, but at the same time, like 
He might not be totally healthy, but from what they're seeing, like, this is just, like, he doesn't need surgery. Like, it'd be nice if they had to, once a month, put out, like, what the lineup would be that day. Yeah, that would be nice, just so we could know. <laughs> like, we already knew our Hicks would be, okay, early July. Paxton going to be mid-May, late June. So we have those benchmarks. We know that Stanton would be good to go by now. And Judge is the only one that we really we really have no idea, and he's our most important player. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm – I feel comfortable with him. I, I You know, I'm just – I can't – there's so much else going on that I can't allow my mind to go to like Aaron Judge isn't just totally fine. No, I get that with the, and with the delay too. I mean they're obviously not going to be playing obviously before mid-June anyway. So you'd think he's going to be a part of it for most of the season. The other thing is I think that if he needed surgery, we would have heard it by now and he would have gotten it by now. Yes. So that's another thing with like whether or not they're going to play a season is I wonder if at some point we'll see like – people of a judge level do something that would indicate there's no season. Like if judge had surgery, people be like, Oh shit, judge is going to miss, you know, whatever. And it might be like, wait, where does he know that he's not missing anything? Let's just get this done. And we almost had that moment uh, back. So Severino announced Tommy John. And then it was about a week and a half later that it was sale and Cindergard back to back. And right after those two, I was like, shit, did, did they tell these pitchers something that were they were all kind of borderline on getting it? Like, did they did they know something and turned out to be nothing? But that was a period where I thought that maybe they had been tipped on something. Those three guys getting TJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought I was like, oh wow, that, that is a bad sign when when we heard, especially like Cindergard. I was like, all right, that this is after they've announced things are pushed back. But like, you kind of need it either way if like you know you got injured, but. It felt like it was too early to know that there won't be a season, whereas I think we'll know in the next like week and a half. And if there's no plan by if there's no plan in place by mid-May, there there's going to be nothing. But you said week and a half, so that's about three weeks. Yeah, I just think we'll know what the healing process is. Because yeah, like, especially with like Florida opening up beaches, uh, you know, oh, if, if that, and you know, there are people like ah, oh, they're just going out for a walk. Regardless, if that spikes things up, then we lose baseball. Yeah, no, we're really we're really getting to the where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. It's definitely going to be in the next month that we'll that we'll know. And if it and if they do announce something, I mean, it'll be all it'll be everybody be optimistic. It'll be, I mean, that surge of energy will be awesome. I mean, if you know May May fifteenth, they're like, all right, July third is going to be opening night. I mean, can you imagine how excited everyone will be? And it'll be something to be happy about. I'll be excited. Um, I think that's all we got. No real news this week. Nothing. Not no. not a peep. And it's, you know, with, with the reporters not being there, it's we're not going to get much news, especially yeah. Yankee related. You know, it's easier when you have them asking Aaron Boone questions every day. You're going to get something. And now there's, there's no guarantee we get a judge update for another two weeks. Text. Uh, I mean, tweet at him. Just see. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll answer. Maybe no one's asked. Hey, how's the how's the rib? Yeah, just hey, we haven't heard anything in a little bit. Just wondering how you are. So I actually entered. I did the all in challenge thing for for Judge and what yeah, whoever. That? What is that? So mean? it's to raise. So you donate money to, and it goes to. I don't. I didn't even look at it. It's maybe kids or 
you know, underprivileged something for Corona. Um, and you donate money and it goes into the pot. And then, you know, the amount of money that you donate determines how many entries you get um, into whatever they're giving away. So for Judge, it's, I think it's a batting practice pass, meet, you know, hang out with him during BP, uh, field level seats to a game, and then go out to dinner with him after. So, and I, you know, a, a lot of the big athletes are doing it, and then the money all goes to wherever. So if I, you know, if I get that, I will certainly ask him to. <laughs> I think for come on George's box. For A Rod you get a I saw that. Now I know what it is. For A Rod you get a um hour of like batting instruction and then lunch with him and you can ask him whatever. And then he has two World Series trophies, one in Miami and one in New York. He was in Miami when we recorded the video. You can have the one from New York. Wow, that's a good one. I, some of the guys are funny. I saw for Saquon Barkley, they were like, you can work out with Saquon. I was like, I don't want him to embarrass me in the weight room. Why would I? Eli's would I giving away, that? Eli Manning's giving away his like Super Bowl MVP, like Corvette, you know, like whatever, whatever they gave away in like the Monopoly millions that year, the, like, you know, Dodge Viper. Over, under one and a half times that Eli's actually driven that thing. Oh, um, I don't know. Eli's. Like, you hear stories about him letting loose. Like, now I'm not saying he's drinking and driving, but he could be the kind of guy who's just like, I got to run to the store, like, you know, four minutes away. I'm going to just whip this thing like an asshole because it'll be funny. But you could also see him driving yeah, 2002 Camry, too. Just being like, oh, you know, it works. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I see it going either way. But no, there was the video of him and uh, Daniel Jones and those guys playing Flip Cup in Hoboken. And that was hilarious. Yeah, you know, he's he's a cool dad. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, hey, that's all we got. We'll be back next week on Monday nights. For, uh, Monday nights, we are going to do some kind of like, you know, barring the season starting, we are going to do live streams on Twitter and on Facebook. So... If, you know, if the season starts again, maybe we'll keep those going. But I keep saying everything. It's like, yeah, we'll do this till the season starts. And it's almost like, we'll do less when the season starts. That doesn't make sense. As Aaron Boone says, it, it's a fluid situation. We're just going to see how it declares itself over <laughs> these next few days. There we go. We'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.